0: Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Watching the last drive from the sideline, you know, it it was, you know, it was just believing, you know, Coach DeBoer, he always preached to us, you know, we're built for this moment, you know, and we believed it. And no matter, you know, the circumstances, you know, the adversity that we went through during that drive, you know, you know, I know everybody on the sideline continue to believe, you know, continue to believe in the defense that they were going to get that stop, you know, because they've done it all year. You know, you've seen it so many times each and every week, you know, throughout the season, you know, them coming up with big time stops and big time moments. We'll just wait for the play and it was bound to happen but um, just super blessed and we, we were all believing on the sideline so
0: Wrapping up hour number two here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha ESPN Tri-Cities you can also find us on Twitter Facebook and YouTube streaming live we're from the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill on the H&H Chevrolet stage. And joining us now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline is Scott Eklund. He covers Washington football for Dogman.com. That is the 24-7 site for the Washington Huskies. Scott, how are you this morning?
1: I'm good, man. It's hard to believe we're where we're at. Um, I'm really tired. <laughs> I didn't sleep much last night. We were... We, think i published my last story about two uh, two thirty last night or this morning and uh, so but uh, yeah, just unbelievable unbelievable, but that, that this team has has a chance to do something they 've only done a couple of other times in program history Scott,
0: so we appreciate you you getting up early with us this morning, uh considering the late night, but I, I mean talk about just how far this program has come to be in a position where you know, they're literally one game away from a national championship, whereas even a few years ago, I think even when, correct me if I'm wrong here, but even when Chris Peterson made the college football playoff in, what was that, 2015, I don't know that it felt this tangible in terms of a national championship being in their grasp. Just how far has it felt like Washington's come just in a really short period of time?
1: Well, if you if you think about it, um, you know they they were zero uh, twelve in uh, twenty eighteen, and oh, I'm sorry, two thousand eight. and and then Steve Sarkeesian comes the next year, the guy that Washington just beat last <laughs> night comes to Washington, kind of instills just a little bit more toughness and and gets the the program back on its footing. And then Chris Peterson comes in and takes takes over and. And take them to heights. They they actually went to the uh, college football playoff in 2016. And you're right. When you looked at that uh, college football playoff, um, and to be honest with you, I don't even remember who who I know Alabama won. I'm pretty sure Alabama won it or Clemson might have won it. Whoever won it that year, Washington was the fourth team that year. That nobody expected Washington to do much. They. And they really they stuck with uh, Alabama for for about a half, and and then mm-hmm. Alabama kind of took took off from there, and then to go down to go four and eight in in twenty twenty one, and and Jimmy Lake gets fired because of an incident on the sidelines of the player and everything like that. All the all the stuff that was going on and everything to be here now, maybe we saw it could happen down the road, but not in year two of Kalen DeBoer and his staff being here. I mean, it's just. To think of all the things that had to happen, and, and really, I think the only reason it, it's available is because of the transfer portal. Because Michael Penix is a generational quarterback, mm-hmm. he shows up at the University of Washington. It's a perfect marriage, player and, and scheme and coach, and and that's why we're where we're at. They had they had a good foundation of talent. They've added to that through the portal, and this is uh, you know they're they're now sixty minutes away from being a national champion.
0: Speaking of Kalen DeBoer, Scott, uh, he isn't unfamiliar with the championship waters. Won three at Sioux Falls. How do you think that championship experience sets up Washington in a spot that they haven't been in a long time?
1: Well, it, you know, it's it, it, the foundations that Kalen DeBoer and his staff have brought with them through the all the journeys. If you if you go back, I mean, Kalen DeBoer is only three years younger than I am. Forty-nine years old. It's taken, you know. So many of these coaches are getting, get, getting, winning earlier. You know, they're they they're being promoted to, to head coaching jobs at major universities. Ryan Day at Ohio State, Lincoln Riley at o- Oklahoma, and then at the, and now at USC. You know, you see these coaches getting these jobs, and, and they're getting them in in, in their early thirties, and and um, having success. But maybe not getting over that hump. Kellen DeBoer has paid his dues. He's paid it at, at the Division three level or Division two level. He's he, or NAIA level. Um, he's done it um, at every at every level, and he's won at every level. I mean, the guy is one hundred and four and eleven as a head coach. So for for what the culture that he was able to bring in and and, and establish here very quickly, there was already a pretty good foundation because of what Chris Peterson left and. And everything, but um, you know. But then there were two years of the Jimmy Lake era that just never really panned out. And, and but there was st- are still guys here that were talented that wanted to work hard and wanted to kind of sell out for the team. And Kaylin DeBoer has just taken that to that next level. And um, I think it's the confidence that he and the coaches have in the players, but the confidence that they have—they know we've been here before. Yes, it was maybe at a lower level, but we've been here before, and we know what it takes to get us to that national title, and I think that that really has the players believing that, hey, no matter what anybody says about us, no matter how many people doubt us, we are we can win, and we know we can win, and we know who we are, and that's, and they've got just some unbelievable leaders on this team. I mean, it's just the combination is absolutely perfect for, for the championship run they're on right now.
0: We're talking with Scott Eklund. He uh, covers Washington football for dogman.com of the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, Scott, what I'm, I'm curious, when you go back to the hiring of Kalen DeBoer, what was the reaction to his hiring? Obviously, he would had a little bit of success at uh, at Fresno State, although he was only there for – you know, the COVID year, which is like half a year, and then the full year in 2021. Just what was the reception of him when he was hired? Because he was still, I think,
1: fairly unknown at the time. Well, I mean, he'd only been a head coach at Fresno State for two years, mm-hmm. really. And, and so everybody's like, oh, okay. And his name started to pop up a little bit more they were Washington was in heavily in the running for the Iowa state head coach. And they were also looking at the wake forest head coaches bringing them in. But, uh, Kevin DeBoer is the one that they really kind of honed in on as, as things kind of moved along. And, uh, you know, we, we just, uh, Jen Cohen, the then uh, athletic director at the university of Washington, she's now down at USC. She just, she, she wanted a guy who fit the culture and a guy who was going to go out and hire, um, hire coaches that had that ability to recruit and also coach. She wanted a guy who was going to um, instill a confidence in the program and everything like that. I don't know if any of us saw this being where we'd be at, not just two years in, maybe even a decade in. Washington has never been a, they've always been a top 25 team, but they've never been a perennial top 10 team. And for, for Kalen DeBoer to be able to take it this far and, and do what he's done is, is just incredible. And so when he was but when they were going through the, the process of hiring a coach, he was just a guy because of everybody that, that Jen Cohen talked to said Kalen DeBoer is a guy who knows football. He knows how to build a culture. He does it right. He does it the right way. He doesn't cut corners. Everything is about the team. Everything is about the family that, that he wants to install and still in his players. And um, he's going to be a great, great person for you. So I think when, when things came down to it, um, I, I think they would have preferred to have the Iowa State coach, to be honest with you. But um, it didn't work out that way. He decided to stay there. And um, Washington fans and Husky Nation are reaping the benefits of it because Kalen DeBoer... Um, has this team rolling, and um, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. But right now, um, to be where he's at two years in, uh, it, it's, just, it, it's hard to fathom how far this program has come.
0: Scott, we have to talk about Michael Penix for a moment. Uh, a moment, Heard at Sports Radio's Heisman Trophy winner, Michael <laughs> Penix, that is. Okay. We know he has great arm talent, but I think nationally, to, to the average college football fan, he really put on a show last night. Make it... Even more exciting, though, for the average football fan for a moment. Who would you compare Michael Penix Jr. to if you had an NFL comp in mind?
1: Oh, boy. You need to give me that question ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Boy, um, you know, I can see him being compared to someone like, uh, okay, when I say this, I, I mean, we're talking about, arguably the all-time greatest quarterback of all time, but he has a little Tom Brady in him. Okay. He's, he's the guy who gets kind of surly on the sidelines every now and then he wants, he demands perfection from his teammates and everything like that. He doesn't get surly toward his teammates, but, um, he's a guy who's got a Tom Brady always had a great arm and he, he could throw the deep ball. He could do a lot of different things. He had pinpoint accuracy. Michael Penix has that too. Um, the one thing that Michael Penix can do, and we thought a few times last night, is he can run. Whereas Tom Brady can never run, <laughs> but you know, you know, you got a long way to go to get to Tom Brady's level about winning. But the, he just has that moxie, and and you you watch him. If you go back and you watch that um, the Pac-12 championship game, and you watch Bo Nix, who are you know unquestionably had a great season uh, the last two years, actually for the Ducks. And um, but you looked at Bo Nix and his demeanor and his sideline, the look on his face. He looked very um, stressed, intense, uh, worried, whatever you want to call it. Michael Pence was joking on the sidelines of that game when it was tied, and and that Crazy. just is not normal for guys at this level? And then and then you throw in, you know, he's a guy who can throw the ball any row, and mm-hmm. he's just a special special player i think you're trolling michigan with that tom brady take <laughs> no i'm really not at all you know i have a ton of, I have a ton of respect for um michigan and, and what they've done and and uh, you know i'm not uh, jim harbaugh's biggest fan but i mean the guy is a hell of a of a football coach say what you want about some of the other off-field stuff and all that he's a hell of a football coach he can build a program and and uh, it, this is going to be such a fun game. The last time Washington won a national title, 1991, guess who they beat? They beat Michigan. Whoa! And, and, and I mean, that was the Desmond Howard year when he, when he did the Heisman pose against Ohio State. Washington uh, ended up beating them, and their, their wide receiver, who actually had a better year than Desmond Howard, did the Heisman pose in that game, um, you know, to kind of taunt him. And Desmond Howard had the great comeback that said, hey, if Mario Bailey, that's who, who did the pose, if Mario Bailey wants to see the Heisman, he can come over to my house. But, um, you know, I, I mean, it's just this, this is an all-time matchup. Washington and Michigan, I haven't even looked at what their overall record is between the two schools, but they've played each other several times in the, in the Rose Bowl. They've, they've matched up during the seasons as well, during the regular seasons. So this is going to be a matchup and, and it's kind of that old Rose Bowl matchup between Big 10 and Pac 10 that we and Pac 12 that we used to see all the time and and now these teams are going to be playing each other on a yearly basis so it won't be as quite as special as it was before but um, you know this is going to be this is going to be fun for everybody involved.
0: That's Scott Eklund from dogman.com. Scott, we appreciate your time and uh, maybe we'll catch up again soon. Yes, thanks, guys. Anytime you guys need something, give me a call. Thanks, Scott. Scott Eklund from dogman.com.